0: So most people base their life and their business decisions on unicorns. And let me explain. Welcome to the Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle optimization. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Once again, I just want to apologize if this sound quality is poor. I'm still over in Bali and just recording them with a lapel mic, but I want to make sure these keep getting delivered every day, so hopefully you take the content for what it is. But anyway, let's get straight into it and let's talk about something that got brought up by. A friend of mine, Toby Pierce, who was one of the founders of Sweat or the Sweat app that was able to sell for $400 million and he was able to do that before the age of 30. And I was listening to an interview where he was talking about how most people make business decisions and how most people just focused on growth. And what he was saying was he realized pretty quickly that growth is about the decisions that you make within your business. Now, this made me reflect about life as well that life, if you want to grow in it, it's about the decisions that you make on a day by day basis and the decisions that you make on a weekly basis. And something that he mentioned is that a lot of people read books like you know the Facebook story or they'll read Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dogs, and you read these amazing books by these individuals who have unicorn companies where they're like one in a million or one in a billion companies that just tend to go crazy and everything just seems to align for them and they work really really well. And he was saying that there's a lot to learn from those stories and those journeys but at the same time you can't be making your current business decisions based on unicorns that are within unicorns. And I thought that that's a really great philosophy and a really great way of thinking of things because most business owners that I come across are focused on growing their business. But when you ask them what growth looks like, it normally looks like it from a financial perspective. When you ask people what life growth looks like, most of them will just say things like, I wanna be more happy or I wanna have financial freedom or I just wanna be able to do what I want when I want, how I want. And you ask them, what are the decisions that they need to make in order to get there? And what does that plan look like? And most people just fall apart. They're like, well, shit, I don't really know. And this is the same for business owners. When you ask them what their game plan is or if they've got an exit strategy or if they have a strategic plan or anything like that, most business owners fall apart because they don't really have anything. They're just going for growth. And so normally what will happen is that when they pull on one lever to grow, it creates a whole bunch of other chaos and a whole bunch of other shit that they were unprepared for. And so business just seems like a consistent stress for them and that is very, very common. But the same thing happens in life with individuals that people pull on one lever. Like let's say they pull on their career lever and they wanna grow their career or they wanna grow their business But straight away, it starts putting strain on their intimate relationship. And so now they've got career stress and work stress because they're growing in that area. But they also have now intimate relationship stress. Then the intimate partner doesn't understand why they're working so much and how that helps them to fulfill their values and so on. And so now you've got intimate relationship chaos, which then leads to family dynamic chaos because let's just say it's the husband or the wife who's career-driven and the other partner is more family-orientated and family-driven, which is very common. And as the career-driven person pulls on that lever and starts working, more hours. The person in the intimate relationship feels like they're left out and left behind. So then they start getting pissed off and irritated. So they start complaining to the kids, you know, mum or dad's never around. They're working too much and blah, blah, blah. So then that starts to create dynamics with the kids that are problems. Then it can create friendship dynamics because they go to their friendship circles and the person who works all the time complains that their partner's complaining all the time about how much they're working. But at the same time, they're doing it to get ahead financially. And then the other partner goes and complains that their partner's never home because they're working too much. And then their friends get around them and say, you know, that's crazy. They should care more about family and so on. Because the, each individual in the relationship will normally hang out with people who have similar values and similar goals. So their friendship circle will communicate in those values also. So then this can cause a relationship to fall apart. It can cause finances to fall apart. And this is how most people operate in life. And this is also how most people operate in business. They start doing more marketing and more marketing soaks up more cash. Then that cash causes cash flow constraints and the person freaks out because sales aren't coming in enough, but they don't have enough leads. And so there's just this clusterfuck in the business. Now, I was listening to Toby just essentially talk about this just from a business perspective how most people base their decisions on unicorns and, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because most people that I speak to think that they don't need personal development or they don't need personal growth or they don't need to consistently focus on this stuff and that is so incorrect. You have those bummed out tradies that just do enough just to make enough money just to get by every week that spend the majority of their income on their mortgage that they can't seem to get ahead of but then go to the pub on a Friday night and sink a whole bunch of alcohol with their friends, which I guess, you know, helps them to feel connected or whatever, and talk about the personal development's bullshit that they don't need all this sort of stuff. But at the same time, they're using alcohol as a way of dealing with stress. They're using it as a way of dealing with their problems. And then they're connecting through drama and problems through their career and through their work. Then they over-exaggerate experiences where they go back and they talk about their past and how fucking amazing they were when they were younger. And You know, I used to do this at the gym and I used to do this when I was younger. No one gives a fuck really, right? They only care about what you do now. They don't give a shit about your past and what you've done. They care about what you're doing now all. And the truth is most people are surrounding themselves with people who aren't doing anything. And then someone like me comes along in the personal development industry or the personal growth industry or the business growth industry. You know, as you're all aware, I essentially help on business optimization and personal growth because I know that human behavior is the link between both of those things. Even Toby Pierce, who sold his company, as I mentioned, for over $400 million at the age of 30, said human behavior is one of the most fundamental principles of a business because almost every problem that you have will be a human problem. So you've got someone who sold their business and exited for four, $400 million, saying that human behavior is the number one factor that helps a business to grow, yet most people don't focus on it in their business and they wonder why they're stressed out. Most people spend more on alcohol in Australia and in the US and on partying and drugs. Like someone's quite happy to think... Five grand on cocaine per year, and you know five or six thousand dollars on red wine and alcohol every year. But you tell them, you know, come to a personal development event for two and a half grand or five thousand dollars, and they're like, "Oh fuck, man, I don't know that I've got the money." You know, things are tight, and they come up with all the bullshit excuses. And this is why it really made me think about this when Toby was talking about it, because most people base their decisions on unicorns. There's that one person who grew a business to a hundred million dollars who never did any mindset work or any personal development or any personal growth or read any books. They just grew their business, and. If you're listening to this, you probably know someone like that. You probably know someone who is a unicorn. They're one in 10,000 or 100,000 or even one in a million people who were able to grow their business with being just how they are. They just woke up, grew a fucking business. You ask them, how did you grow And they're like, I don't know, man, I just worked. That's how some business owners are. But when you have a look across the majority of data and the majority of businesses, the majority of people will never, ever, 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 ever get ahead financially by owning a business. In fact, the majority of people who start a business will go backwards financially because they will take out money from their superannuation. They'll take out money from their savings and they'll sink it into marketing. They'll sink it into hiring staff. They'll sink it into product design. And then they go, shit, we don't really know what we're doing. What do we do? And when that becomes too much pressure and their partners nagging them all the time and saying, you know, we don't have any money in our fucking bank account before you were working a job and we were struggling. Financially, but at least we're making 80K a year. And now we're making 0K per year. In fact, we've lost money because we've taken money and used that resource and put it back into our business. So, therefore, you're better off getting a job. And so they'll start to get family pressure and relationship pressure to go back and go get a job because it's more safe, it's more stable. At least you'll know that you get your four weeks off a year and all that stuff. Whereas for the first five to 10 years of your business, you're probably going to be working 100 hours a week. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to have no fucking idea what you're doing. You're going to go to most of your friends and say, you know, I'm stressed out. And they go, oh, I'm stressed too because, you know, I had a $40 phone bill come in and you're like, shit, I'm stressed out because I got 10 grand in wages to pay by Monday and it's Thursday and we've got no sales coming in at all. What am I going to do? Like the level of problems that you deal with are completely different from the average person. So they're not going to understand. So when I listen to people say, you know, yeah, well, that one person out there never did any personal development and they got great success. Yeah, but what about all the other 100 million people who all started businesses who are worse off than what they were when they first started because they didn't know what they were doing? What about all the independent contractors out there who earn an extra 10 $10,000 per year, but they are a single entity employee of their own business where they essentially go out there and mow lawns or they paint houses or they do whatever they do or they do plumbing. And so they might earn an extra twenty k per year, but now they've got to do administration. They've got to do data entry. They've got to be on top of all their finances and reporting. Then they've got to do their accounting and taxation. They might have any legal issues or something that comes up. The car blows apart, so then they've got to deal with the engine getting fixed and being off the road for a week. So they have to deal with all these other head fucks, which when you look at is that really worth the extra 20 grand? For most people, it's not. But what most people do is they go, well, I want to be a business owner. I want to be able to do what I want when I want, how I want. And so because that's their decision-making strategy, they would rather be self-employed without realizing that they're no better off financially or they're no better off in life if they're employed than if they work for somebody else. None at all. And I watched my dad go through that as well. I mean, he's got a couple of employees, but he isn't much better off than if he just worked for himself or worked for somebody else. But he just likes to be able to make his own decisions and do what he wants when he wants, how he wants. But that's not a real business. That's just someone who's who's still has to do what other people want them to do. Because if you piss off those who give you work consistently, then they won't give you any more work. So you're still working for somebody. And when you're a small business and a single entity, if you fuck that person off, you can lose pretty quickly. You know, like I have plenty of people who've come and done work for us over the years who are like cleaners who come and clean our house or, you know, someone who comes and mows the lawns and does the gardens. And if they don't rock up and they do that multiple times, I just let go of them. I'm like, I'll go get somebody else. So they just lose part of their income because they didn't have that responsibility because they wanted to be able to do what they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted. And they woke up today and they didn't feel like working. So they send a message and they go, you know, I don't want to come in today. Or they say, you know, I'm sick or the fucking cat's drunk or whatever the fuck the reason is. And so because of that, they've now just lost part of their income. And so the pressures for most people who are business owners are only small, but that's because they're playing at a small level, but really they're not doing anything great. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's how you want to operate as well, that's fine. But you need to realize that you can't do what you want, when you want, how you want, no matter what you do, whether you work for someone else or whether you work for yourself, because there are impacts. And every decision has consequences. Just like every decision has consequences of not learning how to run a business, how to operate a business and how to operate life. And there are so many people out there who fail to make intelligent decisions around their life. I watch people on social media day after day after day, make stupid fucking decisions that fuck up their life that I've spoken to on the phone multiple times over the years and said, you need to come do one of our events. And they make excuses and then they keep making stupid decisions. Financially, relationships, mindset wise, you know, I watch them post about mental health and how important mental health is and how they go through depression, anxiety, and shit like that. But they've never come and done one of my courses or they've never even tried to figure out how to do something different. They just keep doing what they've always done. I see people complain consistently that they can never get ahead financially, yet they've never come and done one of my events. And so this is just because the common decision-making strategy is if I keep doing the same thing, I'll try to convince myself that something else will work in the future and it doesn't. And every now and again, someone reads a book about a unicorn and they go, but the unicorn didn't do that. Yes, the unicorn didn't do that. Just like the unicorn out there is someone like Usain Bolt. Now, yes, he has worked extremely 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 hard. LeBron James, extremely, extremely hard. Michael Jordan worked extremely, extremely hard. But could you take someone who works just as hard, who has less talent, and would they be able to pull off the same thing? I highly doubt it. Not only do you have to be talented, but you also have to put in the effort and the energy to consistently grow in order to excel at your peak. And there are plenty of people out there who just do well in life and who do really, really well financially, but their relationships are dog shit. There are plenty of people out there who do well financially and have a great business, yet their health is absolute trash, and they're probably going to die by the age of 50. So they might have a $100 million business and debt at 50. They might have a $10 million business and be up to their fourth marriage where their kids will never talk to them again until their kids are in their 50s and 60s and have learned how to understand their father or their mother. Now, is that the life that you want? That's the decision that you've got to make. And what I loved about what Toby was saying is that, It is so true that if you read those autobiographies of the unicorns and then start making life decisions like it, very rarely will your life turn out like it. And I wanted to come to you with this episode because I really want people out there to think about the decision-making strategies that you've got. Do you have the decision-making strategy in order to build the business you want or the career that you want, plus have the relationship you want, plus have the health that you want, plus understand the direction that you're going as in having a fulfilling mission where you feel fulfilled doing what you're doing? Do you have the capacity and the capability and the tools to be able to keep yourself emotionally and mentally balanced? Because if not, something's going to melt down and something's going break and fall apart. And we've all heard that quote before, that chains always break at the weakest link. And our life is exactly like that. Chains break at the weakest link. And businesses break at the weakest link. And most businesses break at the business owner. And they break at the business owner because most business owners are their weakest link. And so most businesses will grow. And when you ask the business owner, how did growth happen? They're like, I don't fucking know. I just did a good job and clients came. But after a while that stops working and they can't get past that glass ceiling in their business. Why? Because they have to learn something new. They've got to put themselves in a learning environment. They've got to do something different. They've got to make different decisions that are uncomfortable to them. Yet, most won't do it. The same as when people keep having lives that keep falling apart, or they're not having the relationships they want, or the friendships they want, or the mental health that they want, or the health that they want, or they're not living the lifestyles that they want, or they're not fulfilled, or they keep having these emotional volatilities. And then you ask them, what are you going to do differently? And they'll say one day, I will do something different. But the truth is they'll never do something different because the key thing that stops them from changing is the decisions that they're about to make. And the decision that most people make is putting off the decision. And they well if i do it next week or next month or next year it's the same as the gym right people wait until summer then the gyms flood out or the new year the gyms flood out most people start changing up their diet when they hit the next you know zero on their life so you know when they hit 30 they go shit, i better change my diet or when i'm 40 i better change my diet because it's getting closer and i feel like shit about myself and so they start to make changes on these like key points in their life but what they're really doing is they're just putting off the decision-making strategy you are better off and i've learned this through my own stupid journey as well of doing dumb shit is it you're better off starting today and making the wrong decisions and make the wrong decisions 20 times in the next 12 months because you will eventually make the right decision then try to make the right decision in 12 months and still make the wrong decision because i now have made 20 more decisions than the average person even though i've fucked up i've now made the right decision and i know how to make better decisions it's the decision making strategy that most people suck at and most people suck at it because they let fear define find their decisions they let worry define find their decisions they live life with worry fear concerns stresses and also fantasies and delusions and fantasies are like one day this will happen one day i'll be financially Independent. One day I'll meet the person of my dreams. One day God will look after me. One day something will just happen and everything will be better. One day I'll win cross lotto. But the truth is that nothing for 99999999999 percent of people on the planet, nothing will ever change for. Why? Because their decision making strategy sucks. And if you're basing your decisions in life based on fantasies that you've read in books or based on ideas or ideals that you've set up by watching Hollywood movies and shit like that, and you go, well, that's how life should be and it's never going to be that way because it's Hollywood, or you've read a book by someone who is the one millionth of a person in in society who has just done something extraordinary and they can't even figure out how it happened. It just happened, right place, right time, right decisions, everything like that. Things just aligned for them and bang, everything worked out. But that very, very, very rarely happens. So anyway, Driven Mofos, if this is resonating with you, I would practice decision-making strategies. And something that I do quite often is I grab my journal, which is just my pen and paper, and I will write down what are the benefits of making the wrong decisions. So what I want to do is I want to neutralize fears in my brain. And the way that you can do that is by finding its counterbalancer. And I talk a lot about this in my Thrive Time event, because in that event, you will learn how to balance out your mindset so that you see things as they are, not see things through your emotional volatilities and your fears. Now, when humans make decisions when they're elated or excited, or they're extremely happy, or they're extremely joyous, when they do that, normally an upside has a downside to it, and they just don't see it. So people make dumb decisions when they're erratic and excited. But people also make dumb decisions when they're depressed, down, fearful, worried, and concerns because they'll try to avoid making decisions just in general. So the more stable you are mentally and emotionally, the better you are at making decisions and also the better you are at seeing things for what they are. And so what you want to do, and as I mentioned, I teach a lot of this at Thrive Time because I've got one of the world's most advanced mental and emotional balancing tools, which I share with medical professionals, health professionals, mental health, all of those things. But also I share it with the community as well so that you understand what's going on inside your own brain and how to make better decisions and how to make the right decisions based on non-delusional fantasies like most people. You wanna grab a pen and paper or a journal and just write down what are the benefits of making the wrong decision and try to get anywhere between 20 and 500 answers to that question. And what you'll do is you'll realize that there's nothing wrong with making the wrong decisions. In fact, most of the time throughout your life, it has made you better. And if you go back and you reflect on all the times that you made the wrong decisions and look at the benefits of those wrong decisions, you will see pretty quickly that there were a lot of benefits and a lot of good things that came out of it. So if you avoid making decisions, you're actually avoiding getting those benefits also. And most people don't see that in life. They think, I make mistakes, it's bad, people judge me. Instead of realizing, I make mistakes, I learn from my mistakes, I get one step closer to making a better decision, I hone my decision, making skills. Also, the people who judge me or the people who are worried about judging me are normally fucking idiots anyway that I don't want to associate with or who I don't have any similar values to. And my family might be one of those people as well who judge me, but they don't understand me. They don't have any clarity around my values. They want me to try to conform to their ideas and ideals, yet they're not living the life that they want. And so anyway, you will start to rack up all of these key factors that will allow you to excel in life. You'll get the knowledge from it and the wisdom and you'll go, aha, I get it now. So if I make the wrong decision, it's actually not the wrong decision. It's the best decision for me and my life and i can't lose and so therefore you start making a lot more decisions and you make them a lot faster which will help you to get the results you want a lot faster so anyway have a crack at using that tool it's a great little tool i mean i use it most days because there's always something that i have a fear towards or there's always something that i have a worried towards, or it's just life right it's business if you're pushing for growth these things are going to pop up so i just neutralize them i balance them out and i keep moving forward which is the reason why thrive time is so important because i use those tools every day and that's why i stand behind them and very rarely someone say to me these tools don't work because i know they fucking work because i use them every day myself it's just that normally they're not using them right or they're not using them enough and that's the only reason why they're not working but anyway I very rarely ever have that happen it's normally someone who's just lazy who for some reason they're not a driven mofo and they snuck into the community I wouldn't assume that that's anyone listening to this because if you're listening to this podcast you want to grow and you want to learn so anyway you can jump across to www.themojomaster.com.au and grab your tickets for that event I do believe we still have a bunch of tickets available but normally it does get closer to selling out towards the event so please make sure you grab those tickets have a great day driven mofos also if you haven't told one person about this podcast this week I would really really love you to do that as well it helps us to get out to more people it helps us to share this information so the more people who can share it the more people we're getting to and I watch the numbers increase every week and so there's more and more people that we're helping and I know that each and every one of you could be that catalyst that help your friends and family to change and help them to understand themselves and to grow better so please if you could just share it with one person it would make a difference to someone else close to you anyway have a great day driven mofos keep kicking ass and I look forward to seeing you back here on another episode of the underestimated entrepreneur